0: Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville. This episode marks just the fourth guest to appear on the show twice. She is a full-time touring country artist and has been extremely busy since we had her on back on episode 42. She was playing live music all summer long, including the Smoky Mountain Songwriter Festival and the New Orleans French Quarter Festival. She also toured for three weeks, playing 12 shows across Ireland. She released a new EP called Getaway featuring the song you've been hearing called Trashy Crashed the Party. And she's going to tell us about the video for that song on CMT. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show, Karen Waldrop.
1: Thanks so much. It's great to be on the show again.
0: Karen, it's great to talk to you again. Welcome back.
1: At any time. I love hanging out with you guys.
0: Cool. Well, uh, let's start off by having you tell the listeners about Trashy Crash to the Party because it's a really cool song, but I was so busy talking over it that the listeners probably couldn't hear all the lyrics. So tell them all about (laughs) that song.
1: Well, it's funny being a songwriter. You know, you write on the road a lot, and then when you come in, a lot of times you sit down with other writers. Nashville is a very big co-writing community. So um, I actually came in from the road, and I was writing with a young artist named Aubrey Stahl. She's amazing. She's also from Louisiana. And uh, we were writing at a Hilton hotel. She was just visiting from Louisiana. And um, she and I sat in that hotel room, and we were tossing around different ideas for songs and coming up with things. And she started talking about something about, you know, I tried to be classy. You know, like, because that's kind of the undertone of the song. It's like, man, I really tried my best Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. act right and be cool and and be classy. But, you know, I think no matter who you are, at some point in your life, there is a moment where Trashy crashed the party. You know, you you look at yourself in the mirror before you go out and you think, I'm going to be really nice. I'm going to be really sweet. (laughs) I'm not going to get out of control. And I'm going to be real classy. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) something happens. Trashy crashed the party. (laughs) Um, and so when we were writing, it, it was funny cause she said something about like, I tried to be classy and we were sitting right on the edge of it and we mm. just knew it was something really cool. We knew we were about to hit something really cool. We, we just knew it. I've never experienced the feeling of that before mm. where you're like, it was like on the tip of our tongue. And so we went into two separate rooms because we were so close, but we couldn't wow. quite hit it. Wow! So we went into two separate rooms and she came up with an idea and I came up with an idea and I, I remember sitting looking out the window. With my guitar, running it over and over in my head. Okay, what could it be? What could it be? Tried to be classy, but. And then it just hit me. Trash, she crashed the party. And so I walked out and I said it to her, and we high fived and talked <laughs> and screamed. And we just knew that people, especially women, especially young women, millennials, you know, people that are better young, they get it. They understand. And I think it's just perfect that it came from two Louisiana songwriters because, you know, Getting crazy and wild and letting go is part of our culture. You know, it's part of our laid-backness that we have um, coming from Louisiana. So we're really proud of it. So that's how we got Trashy Crash the Party.
0: Well, I must admit, I am a confessed viewer of the show Total Divas on E!, which features all the divas from WWE, and it makes me think... Of when they talk about Brie Bella going into Brie mode, because that's basically what it is. Here's this classy girl who's always dressed to the nines, and all of a sudden, when Brie mode takes over, oh boy, you know it's it's basically trashy crash the party, which is what you just said. I'm curious about the you said you said uh, that that you were writing with her. uh, You know, came in off the road, met at a hotel, uh, and that she was also from Louisiana. But how did the two of you get put together? How did you come to know each other? Come to have that opportunity to write with one another?
1: We met each other because there was a guy that I knew named Chris Keaton, who is a uh, manager, publish, publisher, kind of a uh, song blogger kind of person. And I met him at an event and he was managing her. So he said, hey, I'm a young writer I'd like for you to write with. And she's from Louisiana. And so i was like, sure, you know, I think for me, too, I like to write with young artists because for the same reason why hit writers like to write with me, because, you diversify your catalog that way like i might mm-hmm. be able to write with some a young artist something that is good for their career but not necessarily for mine
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that all that does is just broadens your you know your publishing i mean it just gets your music sure. out there on more and more different pages so i really love writing with young artists that i believe in because ultimately i mean it's about making the best song and so even if the song doesn't fit me as an artist I mean, I know exactly who I am as an artist. I know exactly what I want my sound to be. I know exactly what I want my look to be. I know exactly what I want to say. So sometimes there are things that other artists want to say that I don't necessarily even need to say live. So,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: with Aubrey, I've written with her some songs that I never even cut or played live ever. Just wrote with her and, mm-hmm. and wrote for her career. So Trashy Crush the Party was truly about both of us. You know, we both have experienced that. I just happened to be the one who got to cut it and it kind of fit my artist career um, really perfectly. (laughs) So it ended up being, and we'll talk more about that, but it ended up being on the forefront of the song that we were looking at for the record. And then it ended up being the first single.
0: Well, I don't want to make an assumption because we all know that that's a, a bad word, but when you're talking about that diversification, writing with someone else and a young writer and just expand your catalog, does that mean, because again, I don't want to assume, does that mean that Yeah, even even if it's not country, I'll write with someone else?
1: Absolutely. I, I love it. I just w- got to experience ex- um, experimenting with EDM. I got to write wow. a couple songs that were EDM. And wow. um, we wrote one, and it ended up being remixed like two or three times. And the funny <laughs> thing is, the ironic thing is... Is that my EDM song is played more on Spotify than any of my country songs? No kidding. So it's just, yeah, it's kind of funny how like it's life surprises you. You're like, oh my gosh, I went in and played around with this New Orleans DJ, and we created this song, and now it's being spun more than my country music is. Mm. I mean, on Spotify, not on mm-hmm. all channels, yeah. but on Spotify, because people love to you know play. EDM on Spotify So It's just kind of interesting You know Whenever you take I'm a very firm believer Of experimenting musically I think it's fun I think If you sit in the same place It kind of gets boring To not only you But you're also your fans So I love to experiment I love to surprise my fans
0: well, and the fact that you're getting all those plays on Spotify means that you might actually come away with ten dollars. Yeah, right? <laughs> come on, Bruce, come on, come one. on. <laughs> Karen's a friend of the show. Be nice on this episode. <laughs> um, well, you know, I mentioned in the intro that you do also have some news uh, about Trashy Crash the Party video wise. So go ahead and tell the listeners what I'm referring to. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, I. I'm very blessed to have support from CMT and that's pretty rare for an independent artist. Usually an artist gets support from uh, CMT and television once they have a deal. But in my journey, I have not gotten a deal yet. Um, I'm working on that every day of my life, but (laughs) for right now I don't have a deal. So it's very, very rare for a new artist that is unsigned to get support from CMT. Um, But, I brought the songs that I really believed in when we were going in to cut the record. And I really believed that I didn't need to cut a full-length record because no one is really buying full-length records right now. So instead, I just did four songs on an EP and then pumped the rest of the funding into creating a music video. So um, when I was looking at which song we wanted to do, I brought the four songs into Leslie Fram at CMT and asked her, I said, you know, what song do you think we should create a video on? And I already knew I wanted to do Trashy Crash the Party, but I also wanted CMT behind it, you know, and if they weren't going to be willing to spin a video on Trashy, I would have done a different song, but she loved it. She said, she said, she felt like Trashy Crash the Party is something that is being said, that isn't being said by anybody else. Like there's not another female out there saying that having that funny undertone, joking song, making a lighthearted joke out of something that everybody knows about. (laughs) And it's just like getting out there and saying it. So she said that would be the song that we, you know, that I would recommend. So then I went back and I hired the best video that I could find Billy Brown and between him and me and a very small team, we created the music video of Trashy Crash the Party hmm. with my friends, extras, people that came <laughs> to the table to help, and um, and it got picked up by CMT. It's it premiered on September the twenty eighth. So,
0: hey, my four- birthday!
1: Happy birthday, <laughs>
0: <laughs> September twenty eighth. <28th? laughs> That's cool. From me to you. <laughs>
1: yeah, so it premiered on the twenty eighth, and it gets four weeks worth of rotation on wow. CMT, Pure CNT dot com, CMT Mobile and the day it was released it was uh, it was i was the top 30 number 33 artist on all of CMT wow and so we were like oh my gosh you know people were really responding so then we found out that the video was being considered for CMT Pure Pack which we have been promoting and people have been voting for the entire month of october and it will go we'll have a chance every single week for 4 weeks we have until the end of October to try to get that song in the top 12. So we've been voting. And if you're listening, please vote. It's, um, cmt.com. Just, you have to just look at the pure pack and, um, and everyone's just been voting. So we're trying to get everybody to vote because I just feel like if it could get in the top 12 that will just give us more attention from CMT awesome. and more attention from other media outlets. Awesome. And ultimately as an independent artist, you know, you need every single bit of exposure you can get.
0: Well, and listeners, I'll tell you what, it's just a terrific video. And, and I laughed when you said a small crew, because that's neat that you had friends and, and, you know, people who were extras in it, because to look at it, it's a tremendous video in, in more ways than one. I mean, the, the production value is, is terrific. The the storyboard, of course, is is great, obviously matching up with the song, but it looks like something that probably had a huge crew around it. So listeners, please vote for it. Please watch it. And and Karen, you know, great job on the video. I, I loved watching it. I I wonder you mentioned CMT and being an independent artist. You know, sharing the night together—that song of yours—that premiered on CMT.com. So, for someone that doesn't have a deal, how are you? And it sounds to me like like this is you yourself that's walking into CMT and and making these things happen. Is is that correct?
1: Yes, it is correct. But at the same time, it's really about other people in your life that believe in you too. Um, and being in the heart of Nashville has really been great for me. Because I'm able to go to events, I'm able to go to different events and meet different people that are in different aspects of the, the industry. So that has been really good for me. Because when I go to an event and I know someone who knows someone, mm-hmm. then they say, "Hey, well, you know, you got to meet Karen Waldrop. She's a really great artist. She works really hard. You know, she could use any sort of support from your magazine, station, whatever it is." Mm. And that's been really what it has been for me. It's me doing the right thing to others and then them introducing me to the person that I needed to meet. I, I think it. that's kind of how it's worked for me. It's just, and I mean, don't get me wrong. There are, there is a long list of people I want to reach out to. I want my music on Sirius X and the highway. I want my music on the Bobby bone show. I mean, I have my goals just like everyone has goals. I'm, I mean, I got the CNT thing, but, and I'm, more than honored to be a part of their artist discovery campaign which is for four weeks but that doesn't mean i'm not going out and networking weekly daily sure, i mean sure. trying to meet trying to you know make any sort of connection of that i can because it's such a different world now than it used to be
0: and how and how the the ep uh, getaway came out in august We're we're going to play the title track from it at the end of today's show uh, in its entirety I won't talk over it I promise uh, but Karen just some insight for the listeners into the EP it's four songs I assume obviously it was recorded in Nashville uh, who did you work with on it Th- those types of details for the listeners
1: well it started out as a re- it was a full length record originally there were mm. 10 songs we had selected mm. to um to produce and to create a record Well, that was when I was with a management company that was going to fund it, and we were going to distribute the record um, through Sony Red, and it was going to have funding behind it. Well, like any artist, Nashville is very good at humbling people. (laughs) I was on high. I was ready freaking to make this record. I was excited about the $30,000 budget we had, and I got that magical phone call that I was dropped, and Mm. that they weren't going to fund the record, and that... And so I had to sit down myself and realize that, you know, it's back to square one. So I just, I made a decision, a conscious decision to myself to pick the songs, the four that I thought were the strongest to create a independent EP that I could self-finance. And I went into the studio and we picked the uh, best musicians we could find. So the producers of the record were Paul Skoltman and Sean Smith. And we went in, and we basically just hired the best players we could find, period. Best players we could find. And we went into the studio, and I whipped out my little plastic credit card, and I told that producer to put it on my credit card because I just believed that God would provide. And sure enough, Beautiful. that record was paid off in less than a month. Beautiful. I had that thing paid off. Mm. So it was like God sent me all this work. I got to go down to Panama City and sing for seven nights straight and people were buying CDs and koozies and t-shirts and it was almost like they knew I needed the funding. I mean, people were just supporting me like crazy. I wasn't telling them wow. that I needed that. but well, Yeah, what a I'm blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. So I came back and we I had finished paying off the record so then I was able to go into the music video aspect of it. So I had a budget, very small budget. So Billy Brown... Is the magic behind that video, man? He was able to make that happen for me, and I, I just believe he's an angel. That pr- the producer of the director of that video—it's just crazy. Uh, he's got my work, you know, for life. Like he's amazing, and so. Um, so anyway, so then at that point, we were able to go in and create the video, and I played gigs and I sold merch, and I played gigs and I sold merch, <laughs> and I did everything I could to pay that video off. So now you know, it's neat because not only do I own the publishing, but I own the master and I also own the video. Wow. So, Tremendous. So, yes, a it was a, a rough patch that I had to go through to get that no from the management company that dropped mm-hmm. me. But mm-hmm. you know what? In the end, you know, I hope it's a message and a testimony for any young artist because this is a business of no's. This is a business of no, 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 no. And when you get a yes it's such an addictive thing. You can't stop. <laughs> Once you get the yes, you're like, okay, I know there's the yeses out there. I know it's possible. And I just think that you just have to keep creating the music that you believe in songs you believe in. And you can't let all of these people in Nashville who think that they know anything about music influence your creativity and your style. You just have to stand by what you do, because if you do, then people feel it. They support and God blesses you. So, you know if there's anything that getaway is it's a testimony of not taking no just not even hearing it just keeping on trucking along i mean i literally think it was three days after i got the news that i was dropped that we were sitting down picking out musicians for the record we were wow. like we can't let wow. that stop us we have to keep that's
0: going. great that's great great story thank thank you for all that and uh listeners, if if you're wondering, well, how did she ever get to the doorstep to begin with, to, to be in with Sky Records and Sony Red Distribution, we're, we're not going to get into that. We we did that back on episode 42, so go back and listen to that one. Um, in the meantime, Karen, so even on the heels of having just released the EP two months ago, you're still writing more new music. You, you, you're in a writing session today, as a matter of fact. Yes, I am. I'm in a
1: writing session today. I literally wrote for three hours and then I, t- I took a break. The Two co-writers went and ate their lunch and I stepped out to the car to make this call because, yes, I write all the time. The thing is about writing that's tricky is that you always think it's great when you're writing it. You always, you're like, oh man, it's such a great idea. It's such a great idea. And then you write like five more and, you, and the cream rises to the top. And that's what happened with Trashy Crash the Party. You know, we had 125 songs. Mm. I mean, we had a ton of music and cream rises to the top so then you end up with something that's unique and it's people want to share it because it's interesting and cool and different and we're writing a song today that you know i believe could be really great for arenas and i've got my heart set on playing arenas (laughs) i want to open for jason Aldean. i'm just saying
2: and you (laughs) will and you will
1: open for him (laughs) (laughs) i feel like his fans would like me but anyway um that's neither here nor there But, you know, you're just, yeah, you write because you know that there is a next project coming, and you always have to be ahead of your game because you have to write the songs, then you have to go in the studio, then you have to mix, then you have to master, then you have to make artwork, you have to do the photo shoot. So, yes, we're writing a song today, but the song may not be released for a year.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious curious what your thoughts are. We, We had this discussion this past weekend when I was in the panhandle at the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival, it was uh, an informal debate about do you show up with the absolute best quality songs, or is it, well, you, you got to keep writing because you got to have new stuff. People don't want to hear you showing up playing the same songs every time. What, what, do you, what do you think about that?
1: Yes, I think you're right. I think people want a fresh show. You know, if you play a show in Memphis and then you come back three months later and you don't have any new material. Your fans, they're still going to believe in you. They're still going to support you. They're still going to buy the record. But if you do it again and you have no music, new music again, it just starts to kind of get a little stale. The show starts to seem the same. It doesn't seem like you're really growing. So I like to go, and I'm telling you what, it is the most nervous, crazy feeling to play a song live for the first time. <laughs> and I usually try to do it acoustic. I usually try to play a new song I've never played about acoustic for the mm-hmm. first time. Mainly because then, if I mess up, I can cover myself a little bit better. And then once <laughs> I do it a couple times live, acoustic, then I'll add the band. Um, because I, I mean, it's just nerve wracking. It is. It's nerve wracking to play a song for the first time live. And I like to tell people. I like to like tell them, "Hey, you guys have just wrote the song. This is the first time I've ever played it live." Because people love to experience that. They're like, yeah. "Oh, it's brand new," you know. So, um, so I mean, I just, I think I just keep writing because A it's what I love to do and B it's because I, I have to you know I have to have new music coming out next spring you know next summer I want to
2: mm-hmm.
1: have a whole new batch of stuff that people can digest and experience and and all that but not to get too ahead of the EP because yeah, yeah. I'm really proud of it
0: yeah and and when you do open for Jason Aldean you want to make sure that that every song is uh, going to knock the audience's socks off and and we know that you will because You have determination, you have confidence, and and we're going to pray for you, and and you have the talent, so it's, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when.
1: Thank you, Bruce.
0: We need some strong prayers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Karen Waldrup. Visit her official website at www.karenwaldrup.com and you can just look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her last name. She is active on social media, too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. She's also on YouTube. Also follow Karen online so you can stay on top of where she's performing live and when. And of course, do purchase her music on iTunes. She has a number of other releases on there besides Getaway. Plus, she has merchandise for sale on karenwaldrup.com. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H E A R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, makes it very easy to get the show every week. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I mentioned episode 42 already, Karen's previous appearance on this show. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on Biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And the big news of late, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at Entertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there and pictures from NHTE interviews being done right here in Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And as always, a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm so grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show and just really enjoy seeing where in the world, literally, some of you are listening from. Karen, there's a quote from you on your website that says, playing live music is what makes me tick. And, And you back that up too. You've got dates booked from tomorrow all the way up to the Key West Songwriters Festival in May, and I know that you'll add more over that same span of time. You just love the stage.
1: I do. I live for playing live. I'm not even going to lie. I've, I've announced, I have accepted, I have verbalized <laughs> the fact that I create music in the studio and I write it so that I can experience it live. You know, I I feel like whenever I'm on stage in front of a large group of people, whether it's you know. 5,000 people or whether it's 500 people or whatever, I feel like I am responsible for the party. I am like the party facilitator. I'm the one that gets to bring everybody together through songs that I've written and through life that I've lived and relate to people. And the coolest thing in the whole world is to look out in the crowd and see someone who's laughing or crying or Waving their hands or uh, knocking their friend, going, Hey, this song's about me. Or, you know, that right there is, that never happens the same way twice. And that is extremely addictive. It's very, very addictive. You just want to keep going. You're like, Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to be in, a, in front of a group of people and for people to be connecting to the stuff that you experience because we're all the same. We all go through love. We all go through heartache. We all go through pain. We all go through celebration. And so it's really fun. It's really, it's really fun. It's fun to be able to like, be up there and just kind of shine your light and let people shine their light back and then keep giving it back and just going back and forth nonstop till the end of the show.
0: Yeah, it's rewarding to know that those people are out having a good time because of what you're doing. It's it's uh, granted, of course, it, it is a business. And so you do pick up a paycheck at the end of the night. But to me, it's, it's conjuring up thoughts for me all the way back to, When I was first on the verge of founding Now Hear This, there was a girl at church whose voice I fell in love with and just volunteered because of my professional career in in communications, public relations, media relations, the web, that type of thing. And as I got to work with her, even though I was just volunteering to do it because I just really loved her voice and thought more people should hear her, I would joke. And every time she would perform, I would say, well, I just got my paycheck, you know, her singing Aww. was my paycheck, and it's and it's kind of what you're describing is you going up on stage and seeing those smiles, seeing them waving those hands, seeing the tears. It sounds like you're saying that's my paycheck when I see that I really am moving people that way. That's, that's the reward.
1: Absolutely. That's a great way to look at it.
0: Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is... Take note of your photos, both quantity and quality wise. If you are being interviewed and get asked for one or more pictures, you need to make sure you have more than just one and that they are a fairly high resolution, not just a small thumbnail or passport size, and especially not something that's cropped out of a personal picture. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week, listeners? Are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first forty episodes. So go there and check that out. Well, speaking of performing live, tell us about that tour that I referred to back in the intro of the show. You did twelve shows in three weeks across Ireland. How how was that? Was it was it well worth the time and travel? It
1: was it was going to Ireland was unbelievable for multiple reasons, but for reasons I didn't necessarily expect. I did not Mm -hmm. know what to expect when they, there's an agent named Pete Kennedy who said that he booked shows over in Ireland and would be interested. And I pretty much go wherever the music takes me Mm -hmm. because I know that God has a hand on my life and my plan. And I just, I go wherever that gig is. And I always know there's a reason for that show. Now that's not to say that I don't pass on shows they don't make sense financially, and if I don't believe that there's going to be anybody there or whatever, I might pass. But when I got the offer for Ireland, I thought, well, I like to leave the country once a year anyway because I think it broadens my mind and it helps with my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, I would love to see Ireland. Who doesn't?
2: <laughs> and
1: C, I can grow my international fan base. You know, there's a lot, there was a lot of reasons to go, and uh, and it worked. I mean, people bought my records, people connected to the shows, people enjoyed it, people got into it. Um, they are pretty crazy over there in Ireland.
0: <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> really,
1: they like to party, which was really fun for us. You know, we got to really party um, right there with them and bring them a country music show that was like something, I mean, we couldn't really go wrong. I mean, we could have literally sang in the wrong pitch or key, and they didn't <laughs> care. Like, we, they loved everything we did from the moment we got there just because we were from America and from Nashville and created country music, you know? So um, so with that being said, you know, just being able to go town to town in a vehicle with our gear and feel that free, you know. We got to just go, stop in a new place we'd never been, load up our gear, play our show. A lot of times the lodging was like right across the street, a little bed and breakfast or whatever. And, man, we just made music. And it was so fun. And we got to go to castles and we got to connect with people. And they love country music. That is for sure. Now, when you Hire keep saying you keep music. saying
0: we, how many how many of you were there that were that were performing? It was
1: just two of us. Wow, it was just two of us, with acoustic. Yep. Wow. So the sound guy was the guitar player, was the road manager, was the, mm. the um, lodging coordinator. I
2: mm-hmm.
1: mean, he, Sean Smith, he did everything. So, so that was it. Just the two of us, an acoustic tour across Ireland, and we made it work you but know did it's amazing but, but when
0: you did, take a, a risk did trashy crash that party or, or was the song not not done yet
1: uh no the song was done and we were promoting it and yes trashy crashed the party in valley cotton awesome. park ireland one night
2: for
1: sure. <laughs> 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 it was like that one night you know where i knew we didn't have a gig the next day i knew we didn't have to travel like i knew we were just gonna get up and go for a long run and so they were feeding me uh, 25-year-old whiskey. So, you know, oh I uh, had a big time with them. So <laughs> it was really fun. And honestly, that night in Valley Cotton, you know, the fans we connected with and the people that we, we really just made it like a family kind of connection that night. And so mm-hmm. that was probably, probably the, one of the top two or three shows that we played over there. I really enjoyed
0: that one. So I want to ask another how-to question for the, for the up-and-comers that are listening, because you, you talked before uh, about you know yourself walking into CMT. So when you say, I, th- I think you said that the fellow in Ireland, I think you said his name is Pete Kennedy. So when Pete Kennedy makes contact, does he make contact with Karen Waldrop, or does he do it with someone else who then comes to you and says, hey, there's this guy in Ireland who dot, dot, dot.
1: Well, I'm not sure how other artists do it, because I know everyone has their own way of doing things. But for me, it's really has been about who I knew, really, truly. It was about who I knew. And I was singing demos for a, um, a station. Well, it's not really a station. It's like a production studio. My friend Robin and Gary Earl, they own a production studio. And um, they were doing interviews of um, and Keith Kennedy. And so they knew him and they knew me. So they kind of connected uh, okay, up. They knew okay. he was an agent. So yeah, they reached out to them. He reached out to me. So, I mean, yeah, I really believe in that. I really believe it's about who you make friends with. You Absolutely.
0: Know? Well, another life... not. B- sorry?
1: I've not, I've not done it all right. I mean, I've had moments where I could have made a connection with someone and I didn't because of whatever reason. But And later on, they you know end up being a hit writer or somebody I could have mm-hmm, connected mm-hmm. with. I'm not saying I always do make a connection, but... The one thing I've learned recently is it's not about networking. It's about making friends in the music industry. It's about really having something to say to them.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, another live performance highlight of yours since we last had you on the show that I didn't mention in the intro was that you also opened for John Michael Montgomery and Trick Pony. Uh, when, where, and how was that?
1: That was this past summer. It was in August, so pretty recently. And we did that at um, Woody's Country Jamboree, which was in Aurora, Indiana. And um, I actually we actually had played the same exact festival the year before, and um, so they brought us back for a second year. But this time they brought uh, Trick Pony for to headline one night, and John Michael Montgomery to headline the headline the second night. Well, the first night we opened for um, Trick Pony, which was great. It was like a sunset show. It was really beautiful. And um, we rocked it, of course. We brought the saxophone and the keys and all that. But then the second night was really interesting because we actually played after John Michael Montgomery. So mm. I like to joke and say he opened for me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but he played, and then they did a huge fireworks show, and then I came on right after the fireworks. which okay. was interesting because you never think about that. You never think about how the fireworks affect your eyes and your allergies.
2: Mm. Mm. And
1: the fireworks had just gone off. and there was dust in, th- in the air from the fireworks. And so when I walked on stage, my eyes started watering like crazy. Oh, boy. My makeup is smearing everywhere. <laughs> the band is looking at me like, what is going on? Your makeup is everywhere. You look like a zombie. And thank God I was going to throw out a free T-shirt because I had this T-shirt at the bottom of mm. the mic. I was getting ready to throw it out for free. So I used the T-shirt to dry my tears. Well, then they kept my, my it would not my eyes would not stop watering. So I, eventually, I had to announce to the crowd I couldn't pretend
2: anymore. <laughs> it was like two
1: songs, my eyes were watering and mascara was everywhere, and I had to keep going. So I made a joke to the crowd about one of the songs I had written that was making me cry or whatever, <laughs> and I dried my tears. Well, once I dried them all and it, like the, the fireworks had settled, um. I picked the shirt up to the crowd and I said, "Man, you know y'all's energy tonight has just really touched me, and I just can't stop crying." And so then they're screaming. Mm. So then I take the uh, shirt that's covered in mascara and wipe my lipstick on it to make it even more <laughs> intense, and threw it out. Well, you would just not believe how much that guy valued that shirt that caught it. He
2: was wow. wanting wow. me
1: to sign it. Wanted. Wow. Told me how special it was that I I had blood and tears and lipstick on the shirt. So sometimes you have situations that are thrown at you that you're like, what the heck? And then they turn into being a really cool moment. So that happened after the John Michael Montgomery show.
0: Outstanding. Outstanding. (laughs) I did mention, I did mention in the intro two festivals that you played at. and, And of course, I just mentioned that you'll be down at the Songwriters Festival in Key West in May. I have asked this question to one or two guests before, and I'm curious to hear your insight. Uh, festivals versus just a traditional venue. Do you do you have a preference, and, and if so, why?
1: Um, you know, right now in my career, the dream show is an arena, it is an arena, an amphitheater, an outdoor festival, um, a club gig. For me, I've been playing them for so long that they're so easy for me. They're, like, not really a challenge anymore. I get to go out there and, I mean, it's a club gig. Everyone's having fun, you mm-hmm,
2: know? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the problem I'm, I find with festivals, and it's not a problem, it's just that there's a committee that books them. And mm. so a lot of times, it's very difficult to get into a festival unless you know someone on the committee or yeah, they've heard yeah. you before or whatever. So at the beginning of my career, I started booking club gates because that was so easy to book. I mean, everyone, every city has a bar that has live music that needs a band. So you just got to be good enough for that gig. But the festivals are even harder to get into mainly because of the committee and the opening slot and who knows who. And is there a local act that might be better fit and are they going to sell hard tickets? And there's just a bunch of other questions that come into it. But my dream show is I love playing big stages to big crowds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
2: mm-hmm.
1: that happens more on a festival stage on outdoor amphitheater arena type sure. stage than it does at a you know local Memphis club. Sure that answers
0: the question sure yeah you're 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 on the record with your vote (laughs) i am bruce worzniak and joining me today in the now hear this entertainment guest line from nashville is singer-songwriter karen waldrup visit her official website at www.karenwaldrup.com and her last name is spelled w-a-l-d-r-u-p but you might be out for a run right now or uh, driving somewhere that you can't write it down, it's okay. Just look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her last name. She is active on social media too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. She is also on YouTube as well. Also follow Karen online so you can stay on top of where she's performing live and when And, of course, do purchase her music on iTunes. As I mentioned before, she does have a number of other releases on iTunes besides Getaway. Plus, she has merchandise for sale on KarenWaldrup.com. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz.com. That's spelled H-E-A-R, like I said before, is in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e newsletter at nowhearThis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearThis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook. ...and or become a Twitter follower. And as I mentioned before and over the past several weeks, the big news of late, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at now Hear this Entertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there. We already did one when we were pimping episode 42 with Karen and pictures from NHTE interviews that get done here in person sometimes inside Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. Just really grateful to all of you who continue to listen to the show and just love seeing where in the world you're listening from. We have close to 90 countries now around the world listening. Karen, you also got music in Bravo TV's platinum hit. Tell us about that. Which song or songs... And how did that opportunity come to be?
1: Well, Putnam Hit was, I feel like, was like the beginning of my journey. Um, I was casted on a TV show. There were 12 of us. And we went out to L.A. and we wrote songs. And those songs ended up in, like, basically a reality show where there were 12 of us. And um, so because of my connection with Bravo from Putnam Hit... I kind of love Bravo, you know, I I really do. And so I got an opportunity through a friend of mine who knew somebody who was doing the My Fab 40, which came out this year. Platinum Hit was 2011. This year, uh, I had music on a TV show called My Fab 40, and I was on the second episode, and um, my songs lie to me and the beginning were both on. So it's really nice to have sync to, to film, sync music. Thinking to film, TV, those types of outlets, because ultimately there's really not a lot of revenue streams left in music, it's mainly live shows, publishing, which falls in line with the um, sync that I got on Bravo in March. I mean, really, those are the three main income for us at the current moment. And so, you know, it's really nice to have stuff thinking to film. I would like to get more and more of that because you know, it's just neat. It's neat to have your music spinning on international television and you're sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) You're at the gym. You're like not even, you know, you're not making any effort. So, trying to do more and more of that kind of stuff, that type of um, promotional um, TV sync, things like that. And I mean, I have worked really hard. I mean, I've been at this for a really long time. I moved to Nashville seven years ago. So, I mean, it's definitely not an overnight success. I mean, it's a a wake-up hit the pavement every single day kind of thing. And I also believe that one of the reasons why I'm so determined and why I'm so into what I'm doing is because I gave up love for music. I mm-hmm. had an offer from a guy to get married and be a military wife and have babies and and do all that. and you know, And that was the hardest thing I've ever done is walk away from that, is choose music, which was so unknown and so unexpected and so risky over something that was so real and so right and so honest and so true. I mean, I could have had that, you know? So I think every day when I wake up, I know that, you know, I gave up love. He's married to someone else. I gave it up. I don't really have a choice. I feel like I have something to prove to myself, you know? No, that's that's like crazy, but it's
0: true. Well, it's I s- feel like... I think we talked about this on episode forty-two the last time that you're on, and, and uh, so you're obviously you know convicted because you're because you're saying the same thing again. And, and I'm not criticizing you; it, it's it's actually more of a compliment that you know you're obviously dedicated to what you're doing and dedicated to that decision. Well,
1: it's a little too late now. <laughs> <Mary>. <laughs> <laughs> he's all over my songs, but
0: he's not my wife. <laughs> Uh, we are now midway through October, so I wonder, as, as much as you are a, a seven-day-a-week, just workaholic, if if I may, are, are you pretty much kind of winding down the rest of, of 2015 and, and already starting to plan 2016? And, and I don't just mean live shows. I mean kind of the whole Karen Waldrop music plan for next year, or or are the, the 10 or so weeks Still left in 2015, the priority right now, and and you'll map out 2016 later, like on January 1st.
1: I think right now we definitely are not taking uh, we're not taking a back burner at all. We're not winding down anything. We're really pushing this record really hard. We're pushing the video really hard. We're pushing Trashy Crash the Party really hard. Getaway. Um, I really think as an independent artist, you really you know you don't really get very many chances to really wind down really at all, which is great because I am going to, in the first week of November, I am going to take 48 hours. I'm not going to do any music. I'm not going to (laughs) answer any emails. I'm going to take 48 hours for myself. But for for October, you know, we only have four weeks to get this video in the top 12 to get it, you know, to take advantage of the millions of viewers that are seeing it. I mean, I really have to capitalize on that because it's not every month that you have international exposure. So, I'm not I'm really pushing really hard in October. October is like, you know, bam, let's do this um November, I'm gonna take that two two days chill out, and then I'm uh, wanting to do a trashy christmas tour
2: <laughs> a trashy
1: party Christmas tour, so like like small, like five shows mm-hmm. um kind of a christmas a christmas five show trashy Christmas thing, mm-hmm. you know just. Just for fun, just because I've yeah. never done it before, yeah. and I've never really um, done a Christmas tour, so thought that would be kind of fun. Um, from te- from Tennessee to Texas. I'm thinking that's what we'll probably do. So, mm-hmm. so really, no. The answer is not
0: really.
1: I don't really ever stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bruce, how can I stop when I still don't have a number one on the Billboard chart? <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. There's always there's always a carrot out there. There's always something that keeps us motivated, and I'm I'm guilty of it myself. I I get told all the time that I need to have balance, and do I do it well? I guess I guess when I go to bed at night, that's what I consider my balance because I, I have a long exactly. way to go to improve on. Uh, I'm not doing something other than work, work, work. Um, When I do take a little time off this time of year, it is football season, and I know that you're a New Orleans Saints fan. So what are your thoughts so far, Karen? I know Drew Brees got hurt. The team got off to an 0-3 start before beating Dallas on Sunday night in overtime. Are are they nervous in Louisiana? What, what, What are you projecting the rest of the year for the Saints?
1: I think that's such a great question that you asked me that because um, their social media guy just asked me if I would write a little jingle for the Saints. I love it. So I'm actually working on that right now, a little jingle. Um, I think that the city of New Orleans is so proud and their heartbeats for the Saints. I mean, it can't really help it. They just... If you ever been to a Saints game, it's unlike any other sporting event. It's like a huge party of a mix between a party and a religion. I mean, I know that sounds <laughs> weird, but it's true. It's like... It's like the Saints are a part of – it's like a religion mixed with a big party, and everyone is on the same page, and everyone is supportive. So, yes, they did have a rough start, but I think maybe it was just to fool everybody because we're going to have the best season. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe,
1: we're just, maybe we just started out a little rough, but I'm always a Saint fan no matter what.
0: Well, I think the bar was set pretty high, and, and they got spoiled, with, with Drew Brees having never missed a game since he became a Saint – and all of a sudden he gets hurt i think everyone kind of there's a little bit of a shock that <laughs> that probably rang through the city for a while oh yes well we're in the home stretch here but uh i do want to ask you to to one more time just go ahead and tell the listeners where they can go vote because you're you're right it's very important that throughout the month of october that 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 be uh, a priority. So remind the listeners again where they can go and vote for your video on CMT. Great.
1: Yes, please. Oh my gosh, every vote helps. I have a music video in what's called CMT Pure Pack. And so basically, you can go, the easiest thing would be just to go to my Facebook page and scroll down and look for where I said please vote, click here. Um, but it's also cmt.com. You can search Karen Waldrop and go to my page um, and access the video if you want to view it. But, um, or you could just Google CMT Pure Pack Voting, whatever is easiest for you. Um, but anywhere on my website, social media, you will be able to see the link. It'll be somewhere. And then you literally click it, then you go scroll down, and my video is right next to Casey Musgraves, and you click it, and then you go down and you vote. And the hard thing is that I'm up against Carrie Underwood, wow. pretty easily. I mean, Miranda Lambert. I mean, we're sitting up there in the video with all these. Big dogs, and so I just really want this video to make it in the top twelve. It would just be so great. And I don't know what Carrie Underwood's fans are doing today if they're voting, but I know that my fans are voting, and I don't have as many as she does. But my my friends and my family and my fans are so supportive that if we keep voting, then we might be able to get in the top twelve.
0: <laughs> so they can vote more than once, yes.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think I voted like at least 30
0: times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to close today with the title track from your latest EP, Getaway. Before we let you go, Karen, do tell the listeners about the song itself. I know you talked about kind of the the EP on the whole, but uh, just the song, if you would.
1: Absolutely. Getaway is about how someone is your getaway. You know, being with that person feels free just doesn't matter if you're on the couch or if you're on a road trip or if you're um, at work or whatever. You're, this person is your getaway. It's your vacation wrapped up in someone else. you know. And so we wrote Getaway. I wrote Getaway with a hit writer. His name is Ed Hill. He's actually the one I'm writing with today. Bless his heart. He's taking a lunch break so I can <laughs> call. Um, and he's one of my favorite writers. I wrote with him and Chuck Jones on Getaway. And when we went in to write it, we really wanted an electrifying song and i used born to be wild from the 60s Mm
2: -hmm.
1: steppenwolf song i use that as like our source song like i want something that's really rocking and electrifying like this so thankfully chuck was a great guitar player and he kind of created that little groove that you kind of keep hearing over and over he laid that down and then and then chuck and then um ed had the idea he's like what about getaway so then we started you know going and then it was just explosive from there we just kind of wrote it all and then we recorded it and it made it to not only the record but the single track. So, (laughs) title track. And actually, on the front cover of the record, I'm in a 1956 Porsche Spyder and it's um, only got like 2,300 miles on it The one in the photo. So it's like a $3 million car, you know? So it's just like, Somehow I ended up having a photo shoot in Memphis in the $3
0: million vehicle. Wow, wow. I did see that. I did see that picture. And, yeah, that's uh, that's that's not a tough day at work. <laughs>
1: no, it was really fun. I wish I could do that photo shoot again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Karen, thanks so, ever so much. It was great to have you back on the show and, and continued best wishes and, and congratulations with all you're doing.
1: Thank you. And anyone who's listening, if I don't know you yet, I would love to meet you. Just reach out to me on Facebook, and I will message you back. And um, come to a show sometime.
0: Absolutely. Do it, listeners, and make sure you vote, too. That will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Karen Waldrup. Be sure to visit her official website at www.karenwaldrup.com Remember that she is active on social media, too. That means that you should like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, follow her on Instagram. Remember that you can easily access all of those through the social media icons on her website homepage. And as I've mentioned before, she is also on YouTube as well. So watch her videos on there and subscribe to her channel. Keep your eyes out for her tour dates so you can make plans to go see her live. And of course, do purchase her music, plenty of it on iTunes. Plus there is also Karen Waldrup merchandise available for purchase through her website. And don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That would really help a lot. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, uh, nowhearthis.biz. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of Nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Karen Waldrop. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Getaway.
3: Get away, get away, get away, yo' my getaway. get away, get away, get away, get away, get away, yo' mine, get away, no my Jesse, your my James, fast horse to a fast train. Yo the smoke in my stack, your mind never looking back. Get away, get away, get away, get away. Yo' la get away, get away, get away, get away, get away, yo' mine, get away, no my speed my steel, you're my both hands on the wheel, got me grinding, shifting gears, you're my anyway.